<laughs> Bro, I, I told y'all about this. The, the, well, welcome to the I Can't Deal With yeah, This yeah, podcast. Well, huh. um, but I told y'all about the first episode that we ever did with me, Adam, and Buddy. And we thought that it was such a great idea to, freestyle? to do the final countdown oh, yeah. on like as the intro song. I've so instead it. of like doing the intro song, we didn't even have an intro song, but we were like, and it was bro it was so cringy and the bad thing is is like that first episode actually a lot of people tuned in Mm. like out of all like out of all the episodes we've ever done that one had like 150 to 200 like plays we should remake it no and so it was one of those things where i felt so like listening back to it now it's just like bro like i like there's so there was so much opportunity for like people like if you get like first impressions are everything and so like if we make a good first impression and we actually feel like we know what we're doing which obviously we knew what we were doing but like the first first impression where the first two minutes that you are like (laughs) dealing with the show is just this like it's a fun it it was so (laughs) cringy i love it dude it was that's awesome it was terrible humble beginnings hey look at where we are now god (laughs) god Humble hey, two years. Four four weeks ago, we had forty listens, forty plays. Thank you. And I was 40. like, thank you, listeners. Thank you. Listeners. Thank thank you. Listeners. So, shout out. Let me ask you a question. So, uh, the icebreaker for day. Also, we have the regular brothers in arms. Before I get too far ahead of myself. Yep. We got Connor. We have Avery. How we doing, boys? Tired, but doing all right. We chilling. We happy. We, we good. Hey, I feel like in a good mood too. Me too. I, I feel felt like spring today. It, it's wild. It did feel like it was spring. Warm. It. Uh, I feel like having enough players on baseball, like to actually have like a team, mm-hmm. it's kind of has rejuvenated me a little bit. We had not. So for anybody who doesn't know, um, I am one of the assistant baseball coaches for our high school, Garinger High School, um, and so up to last week, we had like. Four, five, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Whereas Friday we had nine. Monday we had um, so. I actually I would take that back. Thursday we had nine. Monday we had twelve. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we had ten, and today we had ten. Um, so it, it's just one of those things where like we didn't know whether we were ha- going to have a team, but we we have a team. we have a team. Um, now it's not a Jamie not, and a varsity. Um, and we're, and we're not stacked on talent, but we have enough for a team. And I think that it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, we have some players who have played before, but we also have some players who have never played before, but are actually making some decent progress. Now, do we have a pitcher and a catcher? No. Are we trying to look for that? Yes. So if you know anybody at Garinger High School who's a pitcher or catcher, please send them our way. Um, but it's been one of those things where it's been – it's been encouraging to actually see people mm-hmm. like coming out and actually trying to do stuff just because it's one of those things where I've said it a million times and probably not on the show, but one of my big problems that I have with Garingers, they just don't do anything mm-hmm. like they, they're not part of any clubs. They're not part of any sports. And so, so many people, the same people do all the sports. So like, instead of just playing only baseball they play all the people who play football are the people who run track and the people who run track are the people who play basketball and so they're doing everything whereas like we have 1800 kids 
And like I just said, we have 1,800 kids. And yes, like half of those are females and softball and stuff like that but i mean out of the 900 eligible males that you You have be able to form a team you should be able to have 25 of those 900 in order to have a jv and a varsity um but it's a lot of times that they don't have the grades number one number two is they don't really have the interest in it and one of the big problems that we have and this has nothing to do with the show but it's all good one of the problems that we have is like track is so successful mm-hmm. um and so any athlete that we have that's really good wants to go to track because track is where you at, can actually get a scholarship and that's where you get your like that's where you can win meets and stuff like that whereas baseball where it is fun in its own right like more than likely we're not going to win out of the 20 games we're more than likely not going to win like more than like six games Mm. um and so a lot of people don't want to be associated with the losing team especially when in the same season you have the a winning team which is track so um but it has been encouraging to actually see some people come out we had a team my first year teaching at Geringer um we only played three games and then it got cut short because of COVID um and then last year we didn't have a team because we only had like six um and then this year looks like we're gonna have enough and it looks like we had two more that I feel fairly confident that we're gonna have um, come out that weren't there today and then we had two more who had to get their physical so um, I yeah, think like, all in all we'll probably have about 15-16 which is you yeah. need nine to play 15-16 um, hopefully we can kind of develop some like young freshmen because one of the good things that we do have is out of that 11 or 12 I would say probably about six or seven of them are freshmen you're or so- maybe sophomores you're so second. you're trying to set set them up and so they they can come back for sophomore, yeah. junior, senior year. I remember like only one of them was a senior when I went out there. Yeah, I, I think there's two of them that are seniors. Um, there's like two that are juniors. Yeah. Um, but from the rest my like understanding, I think that most – think everybody other than those four are freshmen and sophomores. Are so, y'all, do you think y'all have to play JV or varsity? I think, I think we're going to play varsity. Um, I know from – I mean, I'm not obviously the head coach, but I haven't heard anything about doing JV. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would hope that they would at least tell us that, like, hey, this has crossed our mind. Let, let, let's explore this opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. if in I, I don't think anybody would really hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, if we play JV, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. Because, yeah. I mean, yes, it might not look good for anybody like – there's a, one guy who, like, actually might try to want to go to college or, like, try to get looks or something yeah. like that. Um, but for everybody else, like, it would be a good learning curve for them to get good. Mm-hmm. And for the seniors, yes, it would obviously not be as fun. But a win is still a win, whether it's JV independence or varsity independence. Yeah. Okay? Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it will be all right. I, I'm excited for it, though. Thank you. Me too. But the icebreaker for today, I know that was a little bit of a tangent, but the icebreaker for today is I asked each one of the three hosts. We have Connor, we have Avery, and we have myself. Um, I want you to tell me, and I and I specifically chose one of your interests, 
All right. So you have to come up with for Avery, your interest is music. So I wanted you to come up with a song that exemplifies each one of our three personalities. All right. And you can kind of take that and run with it however you wanted to. Okay. All right. Um, so Avery, you have the song. Oh, I'm going first. You can go first if you want. I can go first just yeah, because mine's first. probably the, the least. I'm uh, kind of nervous. The least exciting out of all of them. I don't want to um, let you guys down. So yours is the songs. Connor is a big Star Wars fan. And so we have Connor to be to tell us who, thank what you, Star, Star Wars, Wars character. That, thank you, Obi-Wan. Thank you. Um, thank you, Ben. Ben. Ben Kenobi. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Um, but yeah, so he's a Star Wars fan. So I asked him to be... <laughs> what uh star wars character we would be he's got a darth and vader so, shirt on and because yeah he does have a, a darth vader jersey on which is kind of dope um but because i'm kind of the i live breathe and don't have many interests other than sports mm. i'm gonna tell us who what nfl quarterback we are most like mm. all right so i'll go ahead and go first who do you want me to explain first? I'll bite the bullet first. So. Oh, God. Avery. Your NFL quarterback that you are most like is Jameis Winston. And mm. here is why. I love that, actually. Jameis Winston is very polarizing. And I feel like, to a certain extent, Avery himself is very polarizing as well. Mm. Um, some people are diehard. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Um, and wait, so, wait, who hates me? Other people. You know, um, you, wait, do you know people who hate me? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Know but you do come off as an asshole sometimes. And so that's why people can find you as. Uh, uh, that's why I called you polarized. I'm a friendly asshole. Um, but I think that when it comes down to it, I think that action speaks for itself. Maybe not the best, the, the number one, but is definitely a serviceable quarterback um, and definitely deserves a starting spot. I'm doing um, my best. And Avery is doing his best. I tore my ACL. And, and, and tore... And, and is injured just like uh yeah. just like Jameis is. Yeah. Um just because he keeps popping his ankle out of soccer. I'm just like him, bro. I do 30, 30 good things and do thirty bad things. Yeah, thirty the thirty thirty season. <laughs> <laughs> Still a wild stat. Yeah, that is one. All right. But you'll never forget it. I uh, yeah, you're right. I won't. <laughs> that was perfect. So I like that. So Connor's W's. I hope crab legs um all right so connor bad. yours is you are going to be baker mayfield um i think that <laughs> does I this make just, avery want to kill that's, me that's so disrespectful so i think that the reason why <laughs> i considered you to be baker mayfield is that to a certain extent i i told you this yesterday but i feel like connor and baker mayfield have kind of two distinct personalities of one is very kind of calm and cool and quiet, whereas the other one is very in-your-face, like, aggressive, like, beat the shit out of you. Now, obviously, you wouldn't beat the shit out of anybody, but Baker is kind of like that. We saw that in his days of Oklahoma. Um, and so I feel like Connor kind of has that kind of dual personality. Um, he's not split personality. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but... Mm. Um, I feel like that kind of dual personality like Baker has on the field um, and in his off-the-field actions because Baker is not the most calm, cool, and collected off the field either. 
Um, but you got any that is my huh? yeah. Are you the hula guy? Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah, that's my secret a second job. All right, Jake. So I, if I'm doing myself, Jimmy um, G, handsome. You know the crazy part is, is I literally didn't think about myself until I started doing these, and I was like, who am I gonna say for myself? Um, I'm going with Mac Jones for myself. Sneaky, uh, sneaky athletic. Sneaky, sneaky athletic. Just has a good, um, just good, good just, drive. Just drive. Just down. does it the right way, you know. Um, I don't think that white. I have any of the discipline that Mac Jones does. I think that Mac Jones, in order to be a patriot, in order to be like the, like that guy that he is, he has to literally tune the rest of the world out. And I don't know whether I have that ability, but I think that I. I think I can surprise some people with my athleticism, and I think that I have a, a good work ethic, like I feel like Mac Jones does. So that that's my yeah, that's fair. my takes. All right. Um, hey, let me do mine. Okay, do mine. go okay. ahead. So, uh, yeah. So I told Avery to only give us about a thirty-minute snippet instead of the whole song, just so we don't number one don't get 30 copyrighted. Minute snippet. I got a thirty-second snippet. Um, but I told him to do a 30 second snippet of each of the songs and kind of give a reason why, just so it doesn't take too much time, but it's not like a 10 second okay. where you don't get a good feel of what the song is. Okay. So go so ahead. I'll do Jacob first. Okay. So I chose this song cause Jacob played it for me one time and it, you have to also tell what the song name is. Well, I, like well, I don't want to say it yet. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I play it. Okay. Um, he played it for me. It's definitely a song that embodies how Jacob feels about music. He likes country music, and he also likes gritty, hard-nosed country boys who sing good, but also have like that badass nature to them, which he has. And like everyone listens to music, which is like their personality, which is hard-nosed, work hard, and that's what Jacob does. So I picked "Lions" by Chase Rice. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, that's the best one you've ever done. Oh, I'm so happy. I, I, I tried my best. That I always said that that was going to be my walk-up song. If I, like, ever had, like, the... Like a... If I ever had like a walk-up song into the classroom, it would be like at the very beginning. It's like a, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <laughs> and then it's like building up, and then boom, boom, boom. And like, bro, I tell you, I get so lit to that song. When when I won, uh, so fun fact, when I won. Uh, Master Sumo at N28 the second year because you know your boy's still 6-0 never lost um, mm. when I won the Na- Master Sumo championship I had to pay it <laughs> well didn't have to actually pay but I had to pull some strings in order to get me a walk up song because I was the defending champion and that was the song so mm. uh, that was that is a great okay. song that embodies uh, yeah. and I think that you had a really good kind of analysis of it as well yeah um. So, for Connor, I know Connor likes EDM music and kind of like poppy stuff as well. I don't know what else you like, but every time I got in your car, you play EDM. 
but I also know you really like anime. So I found a K-pop song that's EDM. And I couldn't tell you the name of it. It's in Japanese. But the name of the artist is Yao Sobi. I don't. That's cool. All right. I didn't didn't know what else to pick, but I felt like this one was good. But also the song is real high energy. But but also chill at the same time. So it's perfect. To be honest, my mix of music is disgusting. I mean, it's... Mine um, is too. Mine is gutturals and screaming. No, it's like... It depends on like my mood. You're right. I mean, I do like more upbeat stuff, but like there's times where things are slow and mm. like I got Doom music on here from like the video game. And oh. It's like it's night. It's Mick like, Jenkins, not Mick Jenkins, Mick Gordon. Yeah, you have like stuff like that on there, mixed to like mixed to like Star Wars like oh. music. So it's like really weird. So I mean, I don't personally listen to K-pop, but that doesn't mean it can't well, be me. I just thought it was perfect because you like anime. Hey, that's fine. I don't think that I've um, ever seen like I don't think I've ever been I, I'm also, listened to stuff. With Connor and like actually known what the song was. Oh. I, I, I'm very Same for me probably. I'm very picky when it True. comes to my music when like I have music playing with people in the car, I try to flip to music that mm-hmm. like matches the energy. So like I'm usually very slow. I just think go ahead. I make people suffer in my car. Hey yo, bro, who True. cares? All right, uh, there's actually a freaking bop though. Those Koreans. <laughs> I'll take it, bro. Just call me a weeb right now and just take it. Actually, I, go, I want to let this ride a little bit. We're going to get the Korean audience now. Shout out. They like baseball. No, nah, more than likely Koreans know what we're saying, so they probably just bop it. All right, so that is Chinese, Japanese words by Yasobi. It's Korean words because... I don't know, K-pop. bro. It looks like Japanese letters. Asian pop. I didn't know if it was K-pop or not. Anyways, so for my song. Um, Dance Gavin Gantz. Actually, no. I didn't pick them. Um, Dance the, Gavin Dance. They are my. Dance they, Gavin Gantz. They are my favorite band. Make fun of my speech impediment one more time. I got to get to the right part. Okay, so. I like horror movies. Oh, I know what he's Yeah, yeah, yeah. About. And this has been my favorite song since it came out. Is this the American Psycho one? Yeah. yeah. Dang, Miller knew what he was doing. Bro, no, it's actually really cool. If you've ever it seen is, American Psycho. Bro, it's actually pretty wild. Th- this, this band is called Ice Nine Kills. Have you ever seen American Psycho? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, they um they do songs. like They like horror movies, so they make like their own versions of songs. Hey, and cool. like, take uh, aspects of them. But uh, I don't know. It's like my favorite genre. It's got... Good melodies, like cleans, and then the screaming and heavy part too. But I'll just play it. Yes, the, I have seen American Psycho. Okay, yeah. Here we go. I'm sorry for our listeners. Sorry, John Miller. Never thought that would ever get played on this podcast, but yeah, that's uh, that's the type of music I like. I like, I don't know, I'm kind of hectic and like hectic sounding stuff, but something about a hard hitting song with lots of energy. We can respect the hell out of and that. And that's how sure. I am. 
All right. So, Connor, Usually. give us your great, great. By the way, I, I thought it was actually pretty cool. So, I didn't know what song to pick from. No, myself. I actually thought that it, it was good questions. I thought it was good analysis. Um, and this is something just kind of off the cuff mm-hmm. that I mean is a great icebreaker yeah. that like kind of gets gets you talking. Yeah. So, Connor, give us what Star Wars character would we be? I want you to start with yourself on this one. Oh, I'll shoot you. Um, <laughs> I won't start with myself because I still have to think about that more. But I'll tell you, I, I can go with Miller. Miller was the easiest one. Um, I think I'm going to go with Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, just because Bruh. I feel like let's. That's my go. favorite character. I, That's my favorite character. I feel that like he's somewhat humble. Um, so like you know, Obi Wan wasn't like in your face. He was very good at what he did. His work ethic's awesome. That's like you. He also goes out of his way for everyone, which is what you do. You're really nice. Stop. Um, <laughs> I think also like Obi-Wan was like super wise originally. So like I'm sure that like you're like really good at like stats and understanding things. And and you're not like uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to go off like older Ben, I think that's how like you would be as an older like person of like really cool, really chilled and laid back. But like younger, you know, trying to teach people you're a teacher as well. He was like, you know, teaching Anakin and all that mm-hmm. and, and, and was awesome. Thank um, you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Uh, for Avery, y'all I'm, I'm kept so nervous. Y'all kept saying villain. Um, I'm just a bad person, huh? Yeah, he's just a bad person. <laughs> I went with Boba Fett, um, just because I feel that like really, yeah, I feel that, hell like, yes. Avery definitely, yeah, like can come off as an asshole. But he's I an antihero, like, but I feel like he respects the rules. So like that's kind of like how like Boba's character was was like. Yeah, I mean, he'll shoot you, but at least he's not going to do it like in a really like underhanded. He's just doing it because no. he's getting paid. He, bro, if Avery's a Marvel character, he's the Punisher. Murder. Um, so I think that like that's kind of like yeah. Avery's, I thought I, and they have like a big sense of pride and like loyalty. And I think that kind of exemplifies you as like a person of like your ride or die stealers. Also want to give you a character that had like. Mm. Armor and like that's like Pittsburgh's Damn, drive. These are great. Like, yeah, I was analogies. thinking Boba Fett. Good for you, dude. Um, for myself, I think that's very difficult. Um, thank you, Boba. Yeah, thank you, Boba. Ah, uh, I mean, he's the son, right? Boba Fett is well. Yeah, What's, he's a, who's the who's the Django, dad? Django Django Fett, but Boba Fett is a clone, like yeah, a replica. Django's but, the isn't he seen as like the son? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He was a clone that wasn't he wasn't like aged as quickly as everyone else. Lobotomized. He had a brain a personality of himself. Like oh. he had his own personality. Okay. But um <laughs> He was about to go full geek on your ass, bitch. Um well, I, I watch Star Wars, I know. I know. But um I, for myself Don't don't test my gangster. I know Star Wars. You're asking me to like answer. I read early. the books. My God, I hope not. Shut up. Um All right. Ahsoka. No, I don't. Guess nah. not. Big horns. Yeah, going, General Grievous. Oh, Kenobi. Um, <laughs> that means he tries to kill you. Yeah. Well, and I don't succeed. Um, I think I'm gonna go with like Mace Windu, just because like he wants to be black, huh? Well, Samuel Jackson's great, <laughs> but just kidding. Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like it's kind of like he's kind of like how I teach, where it's like. He he's ride or die. We'll like we'll we'll go to the ends of the earth for you. And he's really smart and he's really calm and collective. But like at a moment's notice, you don't mess with Mace Windu. Like he will literally chop your head off. Like, and that's why you got the black air force. Yeah. So like mm. I also and like Samuel Jackson, saber. but 
Um, I couldn't go with Darth Vader. That's like my favorite along with Han Solo, but I'm not as cool as Han Solo and I'm not as like absolutely like ruthless of a person of Darth Vader, so I couldn't choose that. I don't know. I feel like Darth Vader is like complex. Like yeah. yes for the two and a half movies of like the original, like he's ruthless, but like you see the humanity and you well, see the there's a whole like few years of him that they haven't shown in the movies where he was just angry. Yeah. He, he mad boy. He a mad boy. If you boy. play a uh, Jedi Fallen Order, you get to see a glimpse of Prime Vader. Bro, I was telling somebody about this the other day. Did you ever play, either one of you, I don't know whether Force y'all Unleashed. had to play as PS2. I did. Did you have Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah. bro? Yeah. Yeah, everyone. Bro, that's my favorite Star game. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was the best game I yeah. think I've ever played. I have it for the PS2 upstairs in my room with the CRT and two controllers. If you were actually trying to throw down... I'm not lying. Yeah, I'm down. I, I'm down. I'm all to, the way I down. I ain't played in a hot minute. But I have it for the Xbox, PlayStation 2, and computer. Dude, that's legit. Yeah, so funny story was, uh, she'll never hear it, but my ex one time. Um, the Bills fan. Fuck her. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But I like the Bills. That's the I'm trying not to curse. So Same. One time when we were uh, together, she like, I came up to visit her because she was long distance, and like she told me like halfway through the trip of like, hey, I didn't buy you anything for your birthday. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. But like I was like, that's a really you know scrummy way of like like Mm. you could have given me a card, but I was like, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I told Connor's forgot my birthday. Your birthday's tomorrow. Yes, it is. Thank you. So, uh, Thank you, Jacob. So ultimately at the end, like she came and she was like, you know, she came down like a week later for like a ballroom thing or whatever. And she's like, are you upset? I was like, yeah, I feel like you put me in a weird scenario with like my birthday. Like if you didn't buy me anything, just don't tell me. Like don't like ask me, is it okay mm. to do something like crappy and then ask for my forgiveness without really in a roundabout right. way. Because like you don't even have to buy like something that expensive. Just you buy me like, a candy bar. Yeah. I am, just, I am a, I am a, yeah. You could have rolled up with a piece of paper that said, I love you on it. And I've been like, shit, happy birthday. But um, she ended up felt really bad. And she bought me. I told her like my favorite game was Star Wars Battlefront 2 when she asked. So she bought me Star Wars Battlefront 1 for the Xbox. And I was like, yeah, one job. And I was just like, and I got, she's like, I'm so sorry. I bought the wrong one. And I was just like, heard. I mean, it's an okay game. I mean, it, I mean it's it's the thought that counts. It's thought definitely that, yeah, the I was, wrong. I was like, that's nice. So then I already own Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the PC and the PS2. So like I didn't need it. I didn't need the game. So then she went out and she bought me Star Wars Battlefront 2 for the Xbox. I don't even have an Xbox. I'm I have an Xbox 360, but I have it upstairs. You want to play it? I'll whip out the PS2 and, and you can go nuts. But uh, and great game. Great game. Bro, the PS2, when it was just like you you had to. And like, we had, had a, to try to make sure to that wait it for got the, the right thing. And so, whenever you had that red screen and you were like, dang it. And you had mm-hmm. to start that back is, over. That again. is some stress where like the PS2 loads up, makes that horrific sound. You're like, is it. Yeah, it's like, and then you see the red, you're like, yeah. no. Man, we, we had a multi-tap, and it would be me, my dad, my sister, and my stepmom. We'd play, like, two-on-two in the army. Bro. I like being a droid. Bro, uh, I want y'all to know. Droid, because we're always. Couple couple things. Um, number one, Connor definitely forgot my birthday. Um, Connor was definitely, the yesterday was like, 
Yeah, I'm so excited for this total, this, this Warhammer 3. Like, the 17th's going to be so cool. Like, I, I'm so excited. I don't <laughs> think there's really anything going on that day. Like, and I was like, all right, I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's fine. Um, and then, so, a couple things. Number one, I want y'all to know I'm almost as excited for a sports game that I've ever been. And you will never guess what sports game it is. It is? WWE. It is WWE. I am so excited. I want y'all to know that I don't know whether I've ever been as excited as I am right now for this WWE game. Have you you seen stuff for it? I have. And so there's this thing called general manager mode. Um, They added it back. And so they're adding general manager mode back. Um, They always have like a decent storyline mode. But just actually like being able to do like a Royal Rumble or like doing a money in the bank or actually doing like stuff maybe online because we have internet now. Like it will be really, really cool to do. And like that's something that me and Adam when we were growing up like did all the time. Um, And so to actually like we – so fun fact, my senior year of high school, we did like a GM and like had a draft and everything and like had our own shows and everything. Mm-hmm. And so to like actually be able to do that and there's a whole mode that's dedicated to what we did mm-hmm. is super, super cool. What was, um, and so I'm actually really excited for it. Was 07 SmackDown versus Raw like your favorite? So I actually, so mine, mine remember I didn't, I was... I got into wrestling late. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get into wrestling until I was in middle school. Mm. And so the first SmackDown versus Raw that I had was, I think, 11. See, I stopped watching wrestling in, like, middle school. So I just remember when I was, like, ah, like sixth, seventh grade playing it with my family all the time because it would be fun just to be a Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I was always Rey Mysterio, who's on the cover of the new game. And Shout out. My stepmom was always big show and would always throw me out. <laughs> oh no. Pick me up and just throw me out. Rip. I had to run away from her the whole time. And yeah. my dad would be Shawn Michaels cuz that was his favorite. Yeah. He would just submit people the whole time. But I'm also excited for MLB. Um MLB has yeah. the, the new MLB the show. Uh you have Shohei Otani. Um you also have a co-op mode which is going to be coming out. Yeah. Um We're there's actually about a test that. run that's starting tomorrow. Um but it could be me and Avery and if I I know I, I don't know if you have Woo! like a Switch. Do you have a Switch? I do. It's on Xbox uh, too. Uh, that's a stupid question. But But so you play Mario Kart so, on time. Yeah. So yeah, it's crossplay. MLB The Show is on Switch now. Um, and so they have crossplay. And so if all three of us wanted to play co-op. MLB The Show co-op we against could. three other players, we could do that. Um, and I think, I mean, obviously I'm not trying to pressure you into getting MLB The Show, but I think it's super cool. This yeah. is the first time they've ever added it. I don't know how it's going to work just because MLB is a lot more individualized. Where is it's it like, not on the computer? It's only on consoles? It's just on console and Switch right I mean, now. if it's on Xbox, it's probably on the Microsoft Store on PC. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I can find out. Um, but I'm really excited for it. They got new legends this year. Um, Randy, Randy Johnson, Johnson just came out. Um, That's a you, hard pitch right you, there. You got Randy Johnson. <laughs> you got Ryan Howard, who played for the Phillies for a long time. Derek Jeter. Um, they, Derek Jeter is unconfirmed, but pretty he, much everybody knows that Derek Jeter is going to be in the game. Um, they just announced that Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau, which were on the Twins for a long time, are going to be some of the new legends in it. Um, and so I'm really excited for that. Um, and I think that just, 
like the game is going to continue to develop. I hope that they do something with like the my career, just because the my career. One thing that I do like about Madden and 2K and stuff like that is that you actually kind of get to like have a storyline, so yeah. to speak. Whereas this, you for MLB the Show, it's the only game that I know of that doesn't have like any really storyline. It's like you do get to be like this guy before the draft and but it's not like uh you oh like, you're this person and you get to see their rise to stardom yeah. and stuff like you just that do like a, a prospect and it, work it's your way like up. you're a prospect and then you just play games like yeah. there there is no storyline aspect to it um but hopefully they can kind of change that um but I'm excited for it. I mean, I yeah, me too. I, I wish that I had a PS5 just so I could enjoy that stadium creator aspect um, because it's still for only next-gen consoles because um, you could actually, like, create a stadium from scratch and, like, kind of build it to your mm. liking and, like, change the elevation and change, like, where the trees are going to be and where the, where the fence is going to be. And I think that that kind of stuff is really, really yeah. cool to me. Um, that sounds and, awesome. And, yeah, it, and but, it loads in 0.5 seconds. And it loads in 0.5 seconds instead of it taking two minutes like it does on my console. Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Um, my bad. But I know that we got off topic a lot with the with the uh, video um, with the video game stuff. But I thought that it was really cool. So yeah. the Super Bowl happened this week. Uh, we saw the Los Angeles Rams, aka formerly the St. Louis Rams, um, defeating the Cincinnati Bengals twenty three to twenty. Twenty three to twenty. Yeah, that's correct. I didn't know that they lost by only three. Yeah. Thank you, Rams. Thank you, Rams. Um, we also saw Cooper Cup uh, win MVP. He had eight receptions for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, and, and Connor said it the other day, and I really thought long and hard about it. Um, this might be, and I know that you can't compare careers or anything like that, but if we're talking about single seasons, I think that this is the greatest single season by, by a wide receiver yeah, that no. we've ever seen. The only one that I can compare it to is 07 when Randy Moss broke the touchdown record. But if you look at Cooper Cup, Cooper crown. Cup had a triple crown, was number two all-time in receptions, mm-hmm. number two all-time in yards, had 16 touchdowns for his own right. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's not like it was Julio Jones where he or Calvin Johnson when he had all those yards but no touchdowns. And then, um, and then he gets Offensive Player of the Year, Pro Bowl, All Pro, and then on Super top Bowl of MVP. all that, you get Super Bowl MVP. Right. Um, I saw something. I think I sent it to you guys, but it was by CBS Sports where it said Jerry Rice is the only person to do triple crown. Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP, and he's he did that in his career, whereas uh, Cooper Cup didn't in a season. And I think that's just a testament yeah. to just how special of a player player he is, um, but also how to, special he, of a season he just has. Had. A good work ethic, man. Gets into the gets in <laughs> he early, works just extra re- hard, gets there really, early, and just really does it the right way. No, I, don't, I, I don't think there's any debating. But I think that what what's crazy is just like how much. He didn't get 
I mean, obviously he got recognition, but like maybe not as much recognition as he deserves because it's not like Randy, Randy Johnson. It's not like Randy Moss where like Randy Moss just goes up and get it. Um, he's not the flashy player because he's not six five. He's, su- um, he's also not runner. the fastest player because like he he's not like Tyreek Hill, but he's kind of like what I would equivalent to of like a white Antonio Brown of like was the had arguably one of the crisp route running um, had hands of a god um and just like was just a a beast um and so like was one of those and the biggest thing for what i feel about cooper cup is like yes he's not the most athletic and yes he's not the the tallest or the fastest or even he's not gonna have the craziest games but every single game he'll have a minimum of 80 yards and a maximum of like 150. Yeah. Whereas like, it's not going to be like a Mike Evans, like Mike Evans was like two, three years ago where like Mike Evans would go for 200 yards one game and then, and then go for zero yards the next and then go for 200 yards. Yeah. Whereas Cooper cup is that consistent monster. Um, he, but you, you pretty much hit it on the head. He is just like a B. Yeah. Um, I also tease and peace uh, to OBJ, Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. Um, he tore his ACL mid-game through the Super Bowl. Really heartbreaking um, just because he had two receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown um, at that point. And it, I think it was like midway through the second quarter. Um, and so I think that it would have been – I don't think that this is even really that much of a hot take. But if I think that if Odell Beckham played the entire game – He would have got MVP. I don't know whether he would have got MVP, but what I was going to say is I don't think it would have been close. Hmm. Like, I think that a lot of times the Rams kind of stalled out, but that was because they were were starting to slow down Cooper Cup. Cam Akers wasn't really – Cam Akers or uh, Henderson Jr. wasn't really doing anything, whereas OBJ would have added another dimension to their offense. It was just – Van Jefferson and that other white dude, Schlossky or something. Schloss, Dropping everything. Bro, shout out to Van Jefferson. Y'all y'all hear, heard his, about this, right? Baby. Where he had a his wife went into labor like while they were playing the game. And so literally less than three I don't even think it was three hours. Probably less than like two hours after getting done with the game, he had a baby. Like he was literally in the hospital holding a baby less than two hours after the game. Like that's just wild to me. That's bro, man's living his life, bro. Good bro, he was like they were on the field and like the the two his daughter and his son were like throwing confetti at him and the girl gets a call like one of the PR people gets a call and is like, hey, your wife having a baby right now. Yeah, you and like leave. Van Jefferson's like, come on, like we gotta go and and the daughter's like. Why do we have to go right now? And it's like, your mommy's having a baby. And they're like, oh, really? And then, like, they have to go. Like, he's literally r- running. They probably like, had to take a helicopter because of L.A. traffic. I would have literally looked at Aaron Donald, who I think That's would, a good question. That's a good point. I would have looked at Aaron Donald because, like, that man would protect children, I'm sure, with his life and go, like, watch my kids and then just bolt. Be like, just get to the hospital. Like, I'm going to see my wife. Bro, oh, Aaron Donald. Sloshed. Bro, Aaron Donald's a fucking beast. Yeah, like that's bro, the that's where that's where the sacks. that's where the Bengals messed up, bro. Trying to fight him on well, the sideline. Well, technically speaking, it is it is pretty much confirmed. Aaron Donald was offsides that play. Okay, on well, fourth and one, you but know he what still else? got it. Who cares? They uh, T Higgins ripped Jalen Ramsey's face off. So facts. That's true. No, I mean, dude, Jalen Ramsey or. Uh, 
Jalen Ramsey actually didn't play that well. No, he got I mean, burnt the whole game. I mean, he T. Higgins had two touchdowns. Jamar Chase had a touchdown. Um, and so it was not a good game for Jalen Ramsey, especially when you're supposed to be that lockdown corner. Yeah. Not as bad as Eli Apple. Rest in peace, Eli Apple's nah, career. Rest in pieces. Yeah. Trash, um, trash but man. I think that Aaron Donald, like, I honestly thought that Aaron Donald or Von Miller had a case for – Hall of Being MVP, yeah. Um, I, I, they're sure in Hall I thought of Famers you were about to say in my Hall of mind. Fame. Um, but I think that both of them, both of them had two sacks. Um, I know that Aaron yeah. Donald had seven QB hits. So not only is he getting to the quarterback, but he's making his presence felt. Yeah, they took over for the quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that they had seven sacks, yeah, eight sacks as a team. No, I think that I think they broke the record for most sacks in the Super no, Bowl. No, they tied it. It was one in the first half, six in the second. Okay, so it was seven. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and I think that this solidifies Aaron Donald as oh, a right. Hall of Famer. Um, and I, I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that I now have to put him top five, top five defensive players of all time. I think he already was before this. I, I think he was too, but it's just one of those things where like now this solidified it because I think that we have this weird tendency of sometimes we overlook current players mm-hmm. and then in other times we overlook past players, yeah. whereas like for the defensive position, um, is particularly the defensive line, like you have Mean Joe Green for your Steelers, you have Reggie White, uh, you have LT, uh, LT. like you – you see how they changed the game, yeah. and so it's hard to fathom a guy being as dominant as Aaron Donald he's, is he's for only the Rams. He's thirty, and he's probably got like five good more seasons left. Five more know. years, and he has—he's tied for the most defensive player of the years mm-hmm. uh, because I think that LT is the only person that has as many, and he has three right now. Yeah, I think um, I think he'll end up being the best defensive player ever and i and i've said it before but i'll say it again i don't think that people realize how hard it is as somebody who's played football myself like being a defensive tackle in particular Mm -hmm. is so hard just because you're getting double teamed all the time Mm -hmm. and so you have to eat double teams you have to go through double teams hell even triple teams um in, in order to try to get to the quarterback and the fact that he's still getting, getting to there. the quarterback and ha- having two sacks in the Super Bowl having 14 and a half sacks in the regular season as a defensive tackle like that's incredible whereas like don't get me wrong defensive end they have to be talented in their own right but for the most part like TJ Watt yes you might have like TJ Watt has like tight ends and tackles a lot of times oh, yeah getting chipping them but it's not like but more but more than likely yeah. it's going to be a somewhat one-on-one matchup mm-hmm. um whereas like defensive tackles more than likely unless you like bring a linebacker in mm-hmm. like they're getting double teamed by the center and the guard mm-hmm. every single time yeah. so um i i think that i i think that now he's got a case for being top three a lot of people are saying that he's one of the best, if not the best. No, I think he's the but best. I, but it's hard to, to like, compare him with, like, prime time. Whereas, like, that's – if you compare him to maybe LT, it's kind of yeah. similar. But, like, if you compare him with Dion, like, that is two completely different – like, that is literally – 
comparing a quarterback to an offensive lineman. Like, yeah. that's completely different position, yeah. has a completely different skill set that I don't think is very comparable. But a lot of people are comparing him and saying that he's up there with the greats like Dion. I, I think he is. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's any evidence refuting it. I think that trying to say who the best defensive player ever is kind of a mute point because football is is specific enough where I think that it's hard to say. But I think Aaron Donald can make a case. I mean, like, if you're going to put a gun to my head and go, like, you're going to build a team and you get anyone in their prime and you're, like, pick your player, Aaron Donald's crossing my mind for defense. Yeah. Like, and I think Deion Sanders is the only other player. Maybe Ray Lewis, LT. Like, you're talking about top five. Like, when I think, when when I always say put a gun to my head and I think of you first, you got a case. And especially of how, like, small, like, obviously he's not a small dude. dude. That dude throws men around like they're boys. But, like, he's not mean Joe Green who's, like, Six five six six, a towering man. No, he's like, like he's six foot. Aaron Donald is six foot, like six foot. Now he is stocky and strong as hell, but like it's just one of those things where he's that dude. Um, but also talking about the Super Bowl, you do got to give up. We we talked about OBJ tearing his ACL, so uh, T's and P's to him. Also, yeah. shout out to Eric Weddle and Joe Burrow, who um, who fought through injuries. So, er- Eric Weddle, he had the most tackles for the postseason for the Rams, um, and he tore his pec halfway through the game. Um, was, Joe Burrow sprained his MCL um, and still continued to play through the yeah. game. So, Luckily, I think that that just shows the toughness of Eric Weddle and Joe Burrow. Hey. They better go O-line this year if they don't want him to be an Andrew Luck. No, for real. Because, like, I, I was listening I, – I was talking to somebody, and, like, if you don't go O-line, like, what are we doing? Like, hey, it's the Bengals, you, you have, like – you have the offensive weapons. You have a decent defense. All right? Maybe you could sure up the secondary and replace Eli Apple. But for the most part, like, the O-line is the only thing that you're lacking in. And so if – and you have, like – from my understanding, like thirty to fifty million dollars in cash yeah, space. They get some vets. And so if you don't like bring in everybody in and try to get as many people as you can, like what are we doing? Because hey. I do I do agree with you. Hey, like was- Andrew Luck, similar situation five, six years ago, like was in a great spot. Um he had the weapons around him. He had T. Y. Hilton and stuff like that. But his offensive line sucked. And so he had to retire early because he had eight concussions or whatever it yeah. was. Uh, it's going to sound like I'm hating on the Bengals, but their owner is very cheap, won't even buy them an indoor facility, so who says yeah. they make the right decision? That's wild to me. Right? They're the only team without one. They had to practice at the Cincinnati Bearcats facility. Bro, how, you, how are you a professional team in the north, no less, mm-hmm. and you don't have an indoor facility? Like, that's wild to sharing me. with a college like, if you were like in florida or texas LA. or california like i would be like okay maybe because you don't have the weather mm-hmm. but they out here practicing in the snow <laughs> like it it's so. a monsoon out here it's a blizzard and you still practicing like that don't make no sense to me yeah. so every- 
Yeah, it oh, builds yeah. character exactly. Everyone's saying um, they'll be back, but do, could, do you see them going back with how stacked the AFC is? Like, I don't want to say they got lucky or, or overachieved, yeah. but they were a four-win team last year. They definitely shocked some people, but they also like lost to the Jets. Like, could you see and them no, going back, running, or they just had like a really good run? Can they beat? I mean, the Bills. It's one thing to beat them once, but can you beat the Chiefs again? Can you beat the Bills, who I I would argue are going to be better. juggernauts in that? Or, well, are better, but I think they're going to be juggernauts in that AFC for not one year, but like five, ten yeah. years. And then you got the Ravens. The Patriots, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Bills. Like, everyone's saying they'll be back. I'm just like, Raiders. I mean, yeah, maybe. It's just it's just tough, man. And I'm not trying to hate because I don't like them. But I just – No, I agree with you, actually. It's very hard, and I don't want to say they overachieved, but no one expected the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. And, but I truly Except believe – Except Connor. Yeah. I, tru- I truly believe <laughs> I did that, call like, them games. I, I believe that, like – when you're an underdog like that, mm-hmm. not only do people kind of not take you as seriously, but also people don't have the same film or study the same film. Mm-hmm. And obviously when you're in the NFL, like that changes a little bit because you need to take watch film and study everybody. But I think that there's like the reason why I feel like rookie quarterbacks or somebody can go from like a Mike White from literally a nobody to being a possible starter. Obviously, Mike White isn't the starter. Or you could but, say uh, the guy from Houston. Or da- pa- or Pat- David Mills. Like, yeah. I think that he, like, both of them could be – they show why rookies can be successful because they don't have the film on them. Yeah. Um, and more than likely, the film that they have in college is going to be very different because it's a whole different playbook. Mm. Um, and so – because of that, they can come out and shock the world and throw for – yes, you might have hey. the Nate Petermans who have five interceptions, <laughs> but you also might have the Mike Whites who have five touchdowns because yeah. you don't know what his yeah. tendencies are. You don't know how he plays. Whereas, like, Joe Burrow, now not only will they have a full off season to figure out what your tendencies are, but now they've also seen your weaknesses, mm-hmm. which – like you're gonna have to obviously yeah. like expand on, and that's the same thing for yeah. like a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. But Man, I saw a lot it's of people, be tough. a lot of people calling Zach Taylor like Matt Nagy, and we'll see it this year. I guess, I guess we'll see. They put him on an extension. Yeah, we'll we will see. I mean, I think that Matt, they did the same thing for Matt Nagy yeah. until until uh, this past year. Yeah, past two years because he won Coach of the Year. Yeah, but I think that was in like 2018. Now you're right. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah. It seems very similar, and I'm not hating. I promise I'm not hating, but I'm just saying what I saw. Um, shout out Andrew Whitworth finally winning. First 40-year-old lineman. First 40-year-old player to win a Super Bowl that's not a quarterback. Dude, I tell you what, good for him for winning uh, winning uh, Walter Payton Man of the yeah. Year. I saw some. I saw a video which really touched my heart. His speech? Where, yeah, where he was talking about um, – I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say that it was like Derek Jones, but I might be wrong. He plays like college ball, right? No, he plays in the NFL. NFL. He plays for the Dolphins. You could be right. I felt like it was the Raiders, but I could be wrong. He's like a defensive player, though. Yes, he is a defensive player. And apparently, he was like one of those kind of make-a-wish kids Mm -hmm. um, who who was in the hospital. And Wit, Big Wit, would like come up up and hang out with him all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, after one of their games, the guy came up and was like, 
Wit, like, I know you don't know me, but, like, you used to hung out with me, and Big Wit, like, I wanted to tell you, like, I'm here. Like, I yeah. made it. Mm-hmm. And, like, even thinking about it right now, it just gave no, me goosebumps. It is. Like, that's insane. And, and just to, like, have an impact on somebody's life like that. Um, and I think that, like, that's what – I'm sure that there's more people – than just Andrew Whitworth who had kind of like that impact on people. But like just a touching story of like a guy who you cared for, who you poured into and them actually competing against you being yeah. on the other side of the ball. Like that, that's special Yeah. Um, because you don't know what kind of impact you had in their life. Like they might've been close to death and close to giving up. And then next thing you know, you're the one who kind of sends them to that next step, mm-hmm. sends them to look even further forward and de- dive even deeper into right. themselves. I think it is. It's nice to learn because you don't hear about those stories a lot. Uh, I think a lot of times with the NFL, like, you just hear about like a lot of the negative stuff and a lot of like the the news and team drama and players having problems. So any team that comes out that goes like, here's a genuine story because I, I hate people a lot who fake that type of stuff or like they talk about it as if like, look at me, look how great I am because I do this. Being it's, it's like but, a publicity yeah, stunt. It's like a publicity thing. But when you you know with the Whitworth story it's like this wasn't like you only learned about the story because this kid who you know made it and it's like he never talked about it and and I think those are some of my favorite people on earth are the ones where it's like you you learn like after the fact yeah of like damn like that guy was awesome like Mm -hmm. look at all the stuff he did I think another story I remember is like Keanu Reeves used to donate to a hospital Mm-hmm. And, like, basically paid for, like, all these kids' surgeries. And, like, no one knew about it. It mm-hmm. was, like, a hush-hush thing until, like, he doesn't, some... He doesn't want to put Yeah, like, someone in. leaked it. And I think, like, that's what I care for in people. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, yeah, you can post things like I'm helping the homeless, trying to spread the word. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those, like, you see a lot of that fake stuff these days. And seeing, like, genuine people being yeah. good, especially, like, athletes who people have a lot of negative stigma to sometimes. Yeah. I think it's great. Well... If you think about it this way, for some people, like, all they have is sports. And, like, what you do on the field is, like, what these kids see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you they see you in person, it's like a you impact person. them so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, you, you, you imagine what they're like. And you, you look up to them. Yeah, and I think another thing is, like, you – it's like anything with, like – I think Tom Brady said it, like, he's like, we have to act a certain way. Let me act more natural. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when you meet them in, in person and stuff like that, they're like – They're people. Yeah, they're humans. Like, they have feelings and they want to mm-hmm. do things. But um, speaking about great players and, and, and legacies, so ESPN came out with a list of top the top ten baseball players of all time. As of 2022, and Miller wants to try to guess them. I don't think I'm going to be able to get, get these. I'm going to be honest with you. All but right, number please. one. Hank Aaron? No. Mike Trout. No. I mean, you're going to have to tell me. All if time. Oh, all you, time. Got, you got to tell me. They're, if they're dead. I mean, thanks. Babe uh, Ruth. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. I'm sorry. Number two. Can I participate or is it just yeah, you? Yeah, no, you good. Do you, can you see other people other than the, like, number two? Because I want to know if, like, it. just tell me if, like, like if he Willie says the Mays, name, like, is it spot on the there? list? Like, are Willie they Mays, the- number two. Yes. Willie Mays, okay. Right. Here we go. I really? Prom- you'll, you'll get these. These are all fa- – like, I knew 90% of this list. Hank Aaron? He is number three. Okay. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay, number four. Uh, uh, Mickey Mantle. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Um, give me a moment. Mickey Mantle is six. You're missing five, four, and five. Probably a lot of Yankees on this list. Um, mm. Ted Williams. Ted Williams number four. Okay, so we still need number. No, uh, oh, need, so we need, need number, number six. No, I had six. Oh, so we need number, five, yeah. seven, eight. This nine, player is still alive. It, they're still alive. Yeah, that's about best you're gonna. I get. I mean, technically, Willie Mays is still alive too. Uh, will. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just went through some controversy. Right. Uh, oh, Barry Bonds is number seven. Barry Bonds. I know is for number f- five. Oh, okay, oh. okay. Because I knew that Barry Bonds was like lower on the list, and I felt yeah. like he needed to. Be. All right, number seven. Probably you got be number two. You got Mickey Mantle. This he played position of first base. Uh, Lou Gehrig. That is correct. Good for you. Number seven. Uh, center field. Went off to war. Came back. And was great. I know this guy. He was great before the war, too. Is he a Yankee? Um, Yeah, he has to be a Yankee. He is not. He played for Detroit and Philadelphia. Detroit and Philadelphia? Detroit Tigers and Philadelphia A's. Ricky Williams? Nope. (laughs) I know. Career stats, .366 all-time leader. And never won a championship. I have no earthly idea. uh, First name. uh, His uh, last name. uh, First initial. T. Is it Ted Williams? No. Is it Adam Thurnball? His last name is really close to Corn on the Cob. I don't know. Ty Cobb? Oh. Oh, I'm dumb. I didn't know that he played center field. It's his position. But also, when did he play? I thought he played. Detroit Tigers, 1905 1926. Philadelphia A's, 27 to 28. He fought in World War I? Yes, Ty Cobb actually, uh, really famous, he was drafted. Or he went off to war. So before he played, he went to war and then came. He was in trench warfare. Yeah, Ty Cobb went off to war. His ass was crawling through barbed wire. Came back to hit home runs and yeah, beat his like, wife. Ty Cobb is really famous because he was like... And was, fucking curb stomping kit people with no arms. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he mad. did kick that guy, didn't he? So, uh, the thing that is, was like, the PTSD Ty Cobb up. is one of the few players to ever hit above. <laughs> so, Ty Cobb is one of the few players ever to go above the three for uh, batting average, correct? Three point three. He's like the best batting average yeah. guy. So, he, went, he had a .366 before the war... Went off to World War One for three years, came back and did another point three above. Like he's really famous for it. All right, number nine, dodging right bullets. I want y'all to know. I literally thought when you said like, I thought when you were talking about a center fielder, I was like, we already said Mickey Mantle. Yeah, I thought we were literally talking about Mickey Mantle. Uh, is Honus Wagner on here? Who Who did you say? What what did you say? Uh, I want to make sure that he he actually served. Yeah, he did go to World War One. Okay, so you have Ty Cobb, you have Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle. Is Roger Clemens on this list? Are there any pitchers on this list? Um, this next person says right-handed starter. I believe he is a pitcher. Nolan Ryan. No, he Ooh. played for the Washington Senators. I love Nolan Ryan. Uh, Walter Johnson. That is correct. The original strikeout Ooh. king. Hey, I have him on my team. And then number the 10, show. first base, left Wait, field. Wait, who was eight? Eight Ty was Cobb. Ty Cobb. Who was Mick, seven? 
Lou Gehrig. And six was Mickey Mantle. I guessed oh, him. I guessed him okay. early. That's my fault. No, you're good. I mean, Ten. Ten. No. Um, first base, left field, right field. I think that I know it. Just St. Louis I'm Cardinals. Pretty sure that I. I'm pretty sure I cheated. St. Louis I'm Cardinals. I'm pretty sure it's Sam Musel. Sam Musel is correct. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed Musel that. had 3,630 career hits, which ranks fourth all time. Amazingly, he had 1,815 hits at home and 1,815 hits on the road. How do I like the Cardinals? I didn't know this guy's name. Yeah. Well, I mean, Al- where's played- Albert on this list? Albert who? Pujols. Pujols. He's probably like 30th. Uh, I'll check thir- 30 to 21 real fast. I know that uh, Mike Trout's like number 15. Jackie Robinson's 30th. Interesting. That's well, Clayton Kershaw's on this list, twenty six. Ew, really? All time? Randy Johnson, number twenty three, bad boy. Hey. Ricky Henderson, twenty two. Well, I had two fair Dude, players back I'm to be back. Honest with you, I did a little research on Ricky Henderson. You might have to put my man like higher. Yeah, because like he is literally nasty. Maybe he's probably the best five tool player ever since Willie Mays. Man could steal bases. Like he stole you, more bases the entire Cleveland you at that gotta, time. Indians team. Like obviously you got Mike Trout, who like in the modern era is like up the pinnacle of a five tool player. Uh-huh. But like Ricky Henderson, number one, is the greatest base dealer we've ever seen, and did it late in his career, and like not even like close. No, he's like, the best. It, it's literally like Ricky Henderson take down eight tiers. Everyone else, like who, who's that guy who played for the Cardinals? Lou Brock, he should be up there. Lou, bro, Ricky Henderson. No, like, I know. I'm just saying, like it should be like Ricky, then probably Lou. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's okay. Base stealers. I like think that. he's like second in steals. Um, but like Ricky Henderson had that. He was also like an on base machine. So like not only was he fast, but he got on base. He wasn't like the best in average or the best in home runs. But he also how many gold gloves was he? Because I'm going that he had like ten. seven to ten home glo- gold gloves. Um, so he was arguably the best center fielder at that time period. So real fast, Ricky Henderson has fourteen hundred and six steals. Lou Brock, nine thirty eight. Well five who's second then? Is it is Lou? that second? Lou Brock is second. That's what I thought. Holy. That's literally over a third. Bro, and 900 is insane, too. While uh, while y'all are looking that up, I'm really sad baseball might not happen. Yeah. T's and P's. I I love baseball. I think it's, like, my favorite sport after football. So, Lou Brock had an MVP, 10-time All-Star. Lou Brock? Ricky Anderson, I'm sorry. Two-time World Series, a gold glove. Three-time Silver Slugger, an ALCS MVP. How many – all right, pop quiz. How many teams did Ricky Henderson play for? Seven. No, he played for like ten. I know he played for the A's, Yankees, Mets. You're, it's between that. It's nine. Mm, How many close. years did Luke, uh, Ricky Henderson play he played for? played for like 24. 27. He played for 25 years. I was closer. We tied. What, he played from like the late 70s to the early 90s? 1979 to like 01. To 2003. Mm. I don't he think. He also it has the most runs of all time. Was he on the and Mets? And the most steals and caught stealing. He played on the time. Mets, right? 
He, dude, there was like seven of them. He was on he, that team with Daryl Strawberry where they were he played doing blow. 14 years for Oakland. He plays five Lesson. years for the Yankees. <laughs> played three years for the Padres, two years for the Mets, one year for Boston, one year for the Dodgers, one year for the Angels, one year for Seattle, and one year for the uh, Blue Jays. He was man for the last seven years. Was like, road trip. He was doing blow with Daryl Strawberry and homeboy in the hey, don't disrespect my boy. I'm not, but Daryl Strawberry was in there. He averaged 74 stolen bases a season. Mm. Over 25 <laughs> seasons. He led the league. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is even more incredible to me. He led the league in steals. <laughs> 12 times out of his 25-year career. Bro, at the age of 44, he still had three steals. <laughs> like, How? Bro, I want you to know, though. Bro, at the age of 42, he's still... Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh, damn. Okay, I was kind of upset. I thought that it said he had eight stolen bases but got stealing 42 times. Mm. But it was eight home runs. Hey, and my man had some home runs, too. He almost hit the 300 club, which is impressive. fairly elite company. Now it probably helps out because of the longevity of everything, but still, I mean, still, to still be, impressive. Yeah, I mean, hitting home runs not easy. Where was Pujols? <laughs> we never. I have no idea. Oh, okay, I, 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 no big list. deal. I think he'll end up being an all timer. Here, I can I can probably find who so, who's your favorite random player that's not like an all star, like just a baseball player you absolutely love, but isn't like the so best. This is because of my love of. That one I got to Of the Cubs. <laughs> okay. Um, his name is Moises Alou. Um, and Moises Alou was a left fielder, and he is most known for going up and trying to rob the ball that Steve Bartman stole out of mm. his glove. Um, but I, he was one of my one of my favorites back in the day. I think Kike Hernandez is my favorite player. Random favorite player. Yeah. I don't know why. That's fair. I know he played on the Dodgers, but he's just fun. I'm really trying to find this list now. Y'all keep talking. Talk about this uh, Ben Simmons trade. Yeah, how do you feel about the trade? Um, Good for both parties. Somebody tell some. Somebody say what okay, the. I got you. So, um, the Sixers traded Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond to the Nets for James Harden. No, so it was Steph and, so Seth, and Seth Curry. Seth Curry. So they got to name their names so close. Right, yeah. So James Harden, Paul Millsap. Go to the 76ers. I didn't even know Paul Millsap was on the Nets. He is now. Let's go. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I know Paul Millsap was involved in another trade. He's on. He was on the Nuggets. No, I know Paul Millsap was in a trade. I can't remember what trade, but I know that he was involved in a trade mm. for Andre Drummond. Ben Simmons, Steph Curry, and two first-round picks. And I think there might have been two second-round picks. As so, well. the Brooklyn Nets send James Harden and Paul Millsap is going yeah. to Philadelphia. Okay. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round draft picks are going to Brooklyn. I didn't even know Paul Millsap was on the Nets. I'm going to say that... Hey, shout-out to Chris Stapps for moving to the Wizards. I uh, I think Poor that... Guy. I think Rip. that the Brooklyn Nets won this trade just because you get two firsts. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but that's still draft picks, and you got a good rotation court 
around KD and whenever Kyrie gets back, whenever that might be, you still got a you still got a squad. I don't even know what happened with James Harden. Like he never wanted to be there in the first place. I think it was he got there and he didn't like how they were playing. He mm. he likes they were trying they were playing much more like loose. He liked ISO or something like that and oh, also so he wanted to have the ball. I think he wanted to have the ball more, but also Daryl Mooney is the GM of the 76ers now, who was the GM of the Rockets. Mm. And since they moved, he that wanted to go hang out with the GM. But also I think that the James Harden did say that like he didn't make his needs public because he didn't want people thinking that he was like a snake. Yeah. And I can respect that. And and I think that still James Harden, Kyrie and Kevin Durant is probably one of the greatest 3 you could get. I mean, they won like 13 out of 16 games together. Like, we didn't see it much at all. I mean, the what if there is insane. But um, I think Darnell Moody was just like, no, don't hang up the effing phone. We're going to, like, get this deal done. And they were like, whoa, calm down now. And they they got it finished. But I don't think the KD, Harden, Kyrie thing was ever going to work out. I think I said that back when it happened. You probably did, but I... I just never saw it working. Joel Embiid... I mean, there there were three... Ball handlers. Ball handlers, and I and we talked. I mean, we talked about it on the show. Like, KD is the only one that could really survive and do well with the ball not in his hands. Yeah, because he's just so good. He's, I mean, be, because he's a sharpshooter. Like, he's a pinpoint guy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyrie and James Harden, like, they want the ball in their hands and they want the ball to flow through their hands. Well, now Kyrie still Ain't doesn't here. have the vaccine and so can only play away games and uh James Harden is now with the Nets but I think that Ben Simmons I don't know how well he's going to fit in um but that's another ben ball handler no but Ben Simmons he could play is defense. a like a facilitator mm-hmm. not a scorer he's also really good defensively but I think that it was a good trade for both sides to be honest with you yeah. um because Ben Simmons they, they both got their they good they bring weight. in like he brings in a facilitator, the Nets do, and then James Harden, he is now allowed to score and kind of ISO and take some of that pressure off Joel. And they Embiid. still got Tobias Harris. And yeah, I I think that they'll be set. Yeah. I think they'll be solid. It's a good trade for both. No, it, for get, sure, it gets like both their dead weight off the rosters. Yeah, because it, one man's trash and another man's treasure, and you just yeah. find two teams that yeah. have trash, trash and just wanted to trade trash. Yeah. I guess. Um, It'll be interesting to see how it shakes up. This is when I think basketball starts to get good, right when March Madness kicks off, because you get closer to playoffs. Oh, I, oh, I forgot March Madness is about they, to kick um, off. They play the, the Nets and Philly play in Philly like in March. It's going to be nice. Dude, kind of, I remember well, last year. Ben's going to we get were, booed out the building. Do you remember last year we were going to, I think it was like Porter Ridge, and we were – because you remember football and stuff was like delayed. And so – we didn't. We went to Porter Ridge, and it was like the first day of March Madness. And we were like listening to it on the way, like over there. Yeah. And it was, it, hey, I love March Madness. Hey, we got to do another uh, podcast bracket this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What was the What was the team last year that like went really far? Baylor like, won it. Well, yeah, but I know Baylor, but it was just like I don't remember. It was like some weird school. It was just like, <laughs> you want to see me do an upset? You want to see me do it again? It was something. It was, it's always one team. Man. I want to say Loyola, but that was like three years ago. Yeah, that was that was a couple of years. I ago. remember I, I did a we did a bracket challenge a few years back. That was your Syracuse went to like the final four, mm. and it was just like Connor Peck first place five hundred eighty three points. 
second place 86 and it was like just because the scoring just went off the charts or whatever mm-hmm. well let's uh, let, let's win it this year we don't need to pay nobody else in fact screw y'all kids yeah um also just to let you know albert Pujols is number 30 on the all-time team heck yeah how did um, i miss that also i guess i got 29 also like i think that I think I was telling somebody about it. The problem, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but, like, I think the problem with this team is that, like, I was telling you about it. The baseball is, like, the most, like, different but also the same, like, game that there is. Because, like, you think about basketball. Basketball in the literal 70s is completely different than basketball now. Like, in the 70s, you had Wilt, who could literally just stay in the lane and be two feet from the basket and was seven feet taller than everybody else. Dunking on Whereas, your mail, like, man. baseball is, like, the same game, but you, you've you seen the difference of, like... Pitching is the biggest 1800, thing. In 1800, like, they could use whatever banned substances. There was no black people. And so now we're in a lot more inclusive game. And so it's hard comparing a Ty Cobb to a Barry Bonds or a Mike Trout. Um, And you, it's even hard comparing like a Babe Ruth to a Shohei because they're two completely different eras just because it's two completely different things. The main difference. And so I don't know how they do a top 100 because there's so much to take into consideration because just because Ty Cobb was really great in the 19. 1905 doesn't mean that if we had a 1v1 that they would be good but you also can't fault them for being in the wrong era you know yeah it's kind of like see if Babe Ruth could hit a pitch from Trevor Bauer yeah yeah could he probably Probably not if it was a fastball maybe but it's it's a lot different they're throwing way harder and there's a lot more rotation yeah so but it's not fair to take away their accomplishments at the same time no like what you're saying Everyone will remember Babe as the great Bambino, just waddling his ass up there and hitting, oh, calling a shot. Calling the shot. Yeah. What? I can't do his <laughs> I just know he looked like a teddy bear. Also, shout out to uh, LeBron for uh, having the most points in the regular season plus the postseason, <laughs> passing Kareem. Um, he's right now, we looked at it last night, but we – He's about 400 away from passing Carl Malone for number two all time. So that should happen by the end of the season. Um, and he's about 2,000 away from uh, Kareem, um, which that seems like a lot. Talking but about a regular think, season all time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, regular season all time. Um, he's He'll about 2,000 away from Kareem. But you think about it. He has 36,000 now. He's been playing for about 18 seasons. So on the current trajectory, wow. he gets about 2,000 in a season. So he's about a season two maximum wow. away, which he, I think is, is attainable gonna, for he's sure. He's going to play for like three, four more years probably. So. I think he's going to play until his son gets in the league. And yeah. his son, I think, is a junior. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, he's what? 37, 38, and he's still averaging like 29. So. I mean, bro, yeah. That, like, that is he's a wild. freak of nature. Yeah, for sure. People still won't say he's good, though, because they love to hate I, on him. I think that everybody is set in whatever – I think everybody will always be set in whatever generation they grew up in. Yeah. And so there's always going to be a fondness. Like, my dad always – 
grew up in the 70s and 80s Michael. and always has a fi- fondness for everything 80s, everything 70s, wh- whether dad. it comes to like music or sports or entertainment or whatever it is. Whereas like we have a fondness of like, if you, you want an example, prime example of it, I mean, you look at like the Disney Channel shows of today versus is, like yeah. the Disney Channel shows of back then. Whereas like we're always going to be like, Oh, Zach and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck and Hannah Montana and all yeah. these other Disney Channel shows are so much better than these other shows. Whereas they might not be from an unbiased perspective. It's just what we um, remember. But it's what we remember and yeah. the nostalgia factor that we have associated with it. That was deep. That was that was, was probably the yeah. smartest thought I've had yeah. all day. That was woke. That, stay woke. Stay woke. Don't watch Disney Channel. Because it sucks. It's leftist propaganda. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't really watch the Disney Channel growing well, up. Well, speaking of Democrats, um, th- oh God, can we talk about how? Why is y'all? Why is y'all president? Why is t- gas three forty four? Somebody tell me. Because the oil companies will artificially inflate their prices under a Democratic president because they don't like the policies of going green. But when it's a Republican president, they will lower their prices. Because they want people to keep voting for them because they allow the gas industry to be subsidized a lot more. Plus, if you remember during the pandemic, people had to literally pay. The oil companies had so much surplus, they had to pay people to take crude oil. Like, could you imagine you produce something so much that I have to pay you to take it off my hands? So there was a massive, massive, massive surplus of crude oil and gasoline that nobody used for like the year that no one drove. I didn't know that. So That's you a had to like, you literally have to dump products. Like they didn't make any money. So of course they raised it. Hey. But also, I mean, it's just inflation's gone up. But like. Damn libs. Yeah, I mean, it's it sucks. But Shaking I mean, there's multiple head. ways to explain it. But that's from what I understand. But I'm not an expert. No, that makes sense. Because I know the president doesn't directly influence it. Yeah, I mean. You guys like those stickers you see at the pump? I did that. I saw one for the first time the other day. Joe Biden point like sticker pointing at the price. It says I did that. It's very witty. They really got him. (laughs) Gotcha, Joe. (laughs) Joe Byron. Bing bong. Even if he did see it, don't think he would understand. Because he's got dementia. He's got something. It's got gas prices up. Autism. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. Don't think so. Don't think so. All right, guys. Well, we greatly <laughs> this is going to be when we get canceled. Um, so we greatly appreciate you listening. We will see you guys next week. Y'all have a good week. Bye.